Hamad, Hamad, Hava. Kunjabi, Hari. Jayaran Hamarava Kunjabi Hari Kobidana Balaba Giribaran Dahari Gobidana Balaba Giribara Dari
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
have a Krishna, have a gives a kiss and a Krishna, Hare 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 Nam, Hare Nam, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Nam, Hare Nam, Nam Nam, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Nam, Hare Nam, Nam Nam, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Vishnupan Vanamaham Sapariva Jakacharnja asked that as the she shamed. His divine grace she lay, Bhakti Vodanta three Dandi Gosmami Maharaj Babaki Jai. Yes, confounded Vicharya Shila Babapandaki Jai. But eat the Pavana Savor the fallen souls, Sila Babapadki Jai. Shila Prabhupada flooding the whole material world with a tidal wave of super ecstatic Krishna Prema Ki Jai. Jayam Vishnu Ban Banamaham Zapadivajakacharnja Ashtatarazadashi Shemad. His divine grace Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada Ki Jai. Ananta Kodi Vaishnava Ki Jai. Nama Charnja Shila Haridastakur Ki Jai. Premsaka Ho, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopi Gopinath Shamakun Radha Kun Giri Golvardhan Ki Jai. Vrindavan Dhamma Ki Jai, Mayapur Dham Ki Jai, Navadeep Dham Ki Jai, Jagannath Puri Dhamma Ki Jai. Ganga Mai Ki Jai, Jamana Mai Ki Jai, Bhakti Devi Ki Jai, Tusi Devi Ki Jai, Samaveta Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gora Premananda. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. 
All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to His Divine Grace. Srila Prabhupada, Nama Om Vishnu Vadaya, Krishna Prestaya Bhutale, Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamariti Namane, Namaste Sarasvate Deve, Gauravani Pacharine, Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashtitadesha Tarine. So they were reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, seventh canto. Chapter number nine, text number forty-nine. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Nite Gurna Naguni no Mahadade yo ye. Sarve mana pribitaya sahadeva mritya. Adyanta vanna urogaya vedanti hitvam. Evam Mishra Svadiyo Viramanti Lashabdat Naite Guna Gunanida Mahadad de Yoye Sarve Mana Prabhitaya Sahadeva Marjya Adyanta Vanta Uragaya Vedanti Hitvam Adyanta Vanta Uragaya Vedanti Hitvam Sarve mana prabhitaya sahadeva marachya Adyanta vanda uragaya vedanti hitvam Evangma misha sudhiyo viramanti shabdhat Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 
More ladies? Night-e-gana-gunani-na-mahadanya-yo-ye-sarve-mava-pratitya-sahadeva-marya-adhyanta-vanta-uragaya-vidahiti-tvam Eva-marishya-sudhiya-viramanti-shabdhat-nai-te-gana-naguni-na-mahadandaya-ye-sarve-mana-prabhita-ya-sahadeva-marya Ajyanta vanta rugaya vidanti hitvam Evam mishya sudhiya viramanti shabdhat Naite ganana gunina mahadaya yoye Sarve mana prabhitaya sahadeva marya Sarve 
Nite Ganana Guniyam Matayata Yoye Sarve Mana Prabhataya Sahadeva Marya Adyanta Vanta Uragaya Vidanti Hitvam Evam Misha Sudhiya Viramanti Na Neither Ete All these Guna Three qualities of material nature Na Nor Gunina The predominating deities of the three modes of material nature, namely Lord Brahma the prominenting deity of passion and Lord Shiva, the prominenting deity of ignorance. Mahadeya, the five elements, the senses, and the sense objects. Yea, those which survey all. Mana, the mind, Pratitaya, and so on. Sahadeva Martya, with the demigods and the mortal human beings. Adiyantavanta, who all have a beginning and end. Urugaya, all Supreme Lord, who is glorified by all saintly persons. Vedanti, understand, he, indeed, Tvam, your lordship, Evam, thus, Vimishra, considering, Sudhiya, all wise men, Viramanti, cease, Shabdat, from studying or understanding the Vedas. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Śrīla Prabhupāda. Neither the three modes of material nature, sattva-guna, rajaguna, and tamaguna, nor the predominating deities controlling these three modes, nor the five great elements, nor the mind, nor the demigods, nor the human beings can understand your lordship. For they are all subjected to birth and annihilation. Considering this, the spiritually advanced have taken to devotional service. Such wise men hardly bother with Vedic study. Instead, they engage themselves in practical devotional service. Purport by His Divine Grace. As stated in several places, Bhaktyamama Vijhananti, Bhagavad Gita 1855, only by devotional service can the Supreme Lord be understood. The intelligent person, the devotee, does not bother much about the practices mentioned in the text 46, Mauna Vratta Shrutta Tapo Dzayana Svadharma, Bhagavatam 7946. After understanding the Supreme Lord through devotional service, such devotees are no longer interested in studies of the Vedas. Indeed, this is confirmed in the Vedas also. The Vedas say, 
כם ארתה וים אג'שיאמהי, כם ארתה וים וקשאמהי. What is the use of studying so many Vedic literatures? What is the use of explaining them in different ways? No one needs to study any more Vedic literatures, nor does, one, nor does anyone need to describe them by philosophical speculation. Bhagavad Gita 2.52 also says, Yadahi moha kalilam buddhir vyava tarishyati tada gantasi nirvedam when one understands the Supreme Personality of Godhead by executing devotional service, one ceases the practice of studying the Vedic literature. Elsewhere it is said, Aradita yadiharishtapasatata kim narada upancharatra. If one, if one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead and engage in His service, there is no more need of severe austerities, penances, and so on. However, if after performing severe austerities and penances, one does not understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, such practices are useless. <clears throat> Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Jata Balakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavam Shcha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivan Sadaitan Savadutan Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devan Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Sarasvate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschanyadeshatarine So, what is the point of today's verse? One might ask. It's saying here there's so many things one can do. But if one can engage oneself in practical devotional service, that's what really counts. Sometimes we're criticized. Just like I, I got a, a letter from a professor in Kathmandu, Nepal. He wrote me to criticize me. He said, Radhe Sham, first thing. But he said, he said that my pronunciation of Sanskrit was not very good. 
It would take me a long, I'm not chanting like a regular native speaker. So, but it would take me many, he said, it would take a long time, even if you make regular practice. So it was very critical that I'm not really a proper devotee because my Sanskrit is <laughs> no good. My Sanskrit stinks, what he was saying, basically. So, um, but what is the point? And you were somebody like me who's from Texas, you know, can't, he has a Texas drawl still mixed in with his Sanskrit. What is the point of being perfect in Sanskrit? I actually, I wrote it, I gave him this verse in 1855 and writing him back to tell him that even if you're perfect, if you have flawless Sanskrit, if you don't have the mood of bhakti, you will not attain the kingdom of God. But even if your Sanskrit is imperfect, it's, it's, flaw, it's flawed Sanskrit, if you have the mood of pure devotional service, then your entrance into the kingdom of God is guaranteed. So my dear devotees, let us understand, it's nice to pronounce Sanskrit very nicely, to do everything very nicely. Um, it's very good to do those things, but if you don't have the essence, if you're missing the true essence, which is pure devotional service, it's shama evi kevalam, it's a useless waste of time. I may go to the best Sanskrit pronouncing guru in the whole world and become absolutely flawless with every movement of the tongue, you see. But I don't have the mood of devotion, what's the use? It's, it's a shell bottle, it's called shell bottle devotional service. Just see, my Sanskrit is perfect, therefore I am the greatest devotee of the Lord, you see. So we have to understand what it really means to be a devotee, you see. You may have the best tilak, the best neck beads, the most, the nice, most nicely folded dhoti or sari, you see. He may have the nicest car, nicest dog or whatever, you see. <laughs> A dog wags his tail very nicely during kirtan. Uh, you may have all these things, you see. But if you don't have devotional service, shama eva kevalam, it's a useless waste of time. So then how, the question is then, how do you then get this mood of pure devotional service? Well, you have to associate with a sadhu. That's the real key. Just like we had the great opportunity to associate with the greatest sadhu, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Tri Dandi Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada. And we still have that opportunity. You think Prabhupada is dead and gone? Do you think Prabhupada is dead and gone? Prabhupada is here right now, you see. He's just as present with us here right now as he was when in 1975 when I was standing right behind him and he sat on the Vyasa sign in Atlanta. He's just as present now as he was then on that day. I, was, I can never forget that day. He gave a wonderful lecture on the, his Guru Maharaj, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He told us how when he came to America, he was thinking, as soon as I tell them, no illicit sex, no meat eating, no intoxication, and no gambling, they immediately say, please go home. Because that was the experience of his godbrother, you see. His godbrother had gone to uh, <coughs> England for preaching. And he was meeting him with Lord Jetland. Actually, Prabhupada had heard that Lord Jetland when he was a student at Scottish Churches, Scottish Churches College in Calcutta. Because at that time, Lord Jetland was the governor of Bengal during British rule. So he and Prabhupada was familiar with that Lord Jetland. So anyway, his grandbrother went to meet Lord Jetland in, in, in London. 
And Lord Jetnan said, Swamiji, can you make me a Brahmin? He said, yes. No problem, we can make anyone a Brahmin, provided you, provided you follow these principles, no illicit sex, no meat-eating, no intoxication, and no gambling. Lord Jetnan immediately replied, impossible, you see. So therefore, Prabhupada is thinking, when I, it'll be impossible to make anyone a devotee here in this country, the land of the, the mulches, the meat-eaters. But then Prabhupada said, but let me try. At that point, and I knew that that was what, because Prabhupada made that endeavor, he dared to do that which is impossible, you see. He dared to do that which is impossible. He said, let me try, you see. So immediately he said, jai, and the whole room, thought it was a pretty good point. Everybody, the whole room erupted, erupted in jai, because that's what saved us, you see. Prabhupada dared to do that which is impossible. So because of that, we have the opportunity to get his wonderful association in all these books, his lectures, and through his, his followers, you see. So whether you're a, a disciple or a grand disciple, we're all followers of Prabhupada, you see. And by associating with the followers of Srila Prabhupada, through them, we get his association. So this is the great opportunity to associate with all these Prabhupada Nugas, you see. Those who are actually sincerely following Srila Prabhupada, they represent him by their actions, by their words, and by their attitude. So if we take advantage of this mood, associating with the Prabhupada Nugas, then we can imbibe from this mood of devotional service, because this is what will save us. So we have to understand, right now we're rotting here in this material existence. It is no place fit for a gentleman this land of birth, death, old age, and disease, where the threefold miseries are bombarding us at every minute, the fourfold miseries, you see, we're bombarded, boom, 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 on every side we are being bombarded by all these miseries, but this is not the natural position. Our natural position is to be eternal, full of knowledge, and full of the Satchitananda Vigraha, just as Krishna is Satchitananda Vigraha, we being part and parcel of him are qualitatively one with him, not quantitatively, but qualitatively one with him. He is qualitatively eternal, full of knowledge and bliss, and we are also, therefore, eternal, full of knowledge and bliss. Just as a drop of ocean water possesses the same chemical composition as the entire ocean, we being tiny, tiny, itsy bitsy teeny weeny drops of Krishna have the same qualities as Krishna. But there's a vast difference qualitatively between the drop and the entire ocean. You can float a battleship on the ocean, but you can't float, float a battleship on a drop of water. So being qualitatively one with the Lord, we should not think, oh yes, I am God, like the Mayavadi says. The Mayavadis declare, I am God, this was my experience when I first came in touch with an Indian guru back in the 60s in Austin, Texas. When Swami came, he gave a lecture at the Methodist Student Center and he told us, I am God, you're God, and we're all God. But this Mayavadi idea that everything is an illusion, it actually cancels itself out. If everything as the Mayavadis say is an illusion, then their Mayavadi philosophy is also an illusion according to their own philosophy. So their philosophy cancels itself out and therefore is null and void. 
But this philosophy that Prabhupada is bringing to us, the teachings of Bhagavad Gita as it is, they don't cancel themselves out, you see. Therefore, they are valid, they are potent, they are empowered teachings. As Prabhupada is with us right now, here at this very moment, here in Melbourne, Australia, Lord Krishna is also fully present. The spiritual master is present in his teachings, and the Supreme Personality of God is also present in his teachings. Uh, sometimes people think, well, the deity doesn't talk, he doesn't breathe. He's not really alive, is he? Someone wrote me that a letter there the other day. He's not really alive, he's not really present. But that's not true. The deity is fully present. And according to our degree of love, he becomes manifest. As Prabhupada said, the deity of Krishna can talk to you and he can walk with you also. It's like the Shakshi Gopal Lila, you see. That deity walked all the way across India to be a witness for a marriage, prom marriage promise that was made, you see. So the deity is not just standing there, the deity is actually not just standing there as a, as a, as, you know, a, a marble statue, that deity is actually Krishna himself. So according to our degree of love, Krishna will reciprocate. And how much does Krishna want to reciprocate with us? That's the question one might ask. Well, the, the answer is Krishna wants to reciprocate with each and every one of us unlimitedly. But we have to do the work from our side, you see. Krishna says, inasmuch they surrender to me, I reward them accordingly. So how much do you want to be rewarded by Krishna? A little bit or unlimitedly? So we have to decide how much we want to be reciprocating with Krishna. And for that much, we have to give ourselves to Krishna. So if you give yourself a little bit to Krishna, he'll give you a little bit back. Of course, Krishna is very kind. Whatever you give to him, he reciprocates ten times over him. That's a pretty good opportunity, 10 times back. If there was any investment in the market today where you get 10 times your return, every investor would be running like crazy to invest in that, in that stock, you see. 10 times return, oh, I'll go for that. You see. 10 times return, I must go invest there, you see. So here you get the best investment in the whole material existence. In the whole, all of existence, you get the best the very best investment. Give whatever you give to Krishna, you get ten times back. So do you want to give yourself a little bit to Krishna? Medium amount, or you want to give yourself fully to Krishna? The difficulty is, even though we have this opportunity to give ourselves fully to Krishna and get unlimited reciprocation from Krishna, we're still giving, well, I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe next year I fully surrender. But now, Krishna, please give me a little breathing space. I mean, you know, give me a little space for some sense gratification, Lord. Be kind to me. Let me have a little sense gratification, at least a little bit. Can I have Krishna? So in this way, my dear devotees, we are all cheating ourselves by holding on to material sense gratification. We don't need anything more than to keep body and soul together. That's a, This body and soul together is important principle because Krishna wants us to use these bodies in his service. Therefore we have to give these bodies what they need to stay healthy and vibrant. But if we go beyond that, we're killing ourselves. We're cutting ourselves like cutting our own throats. So let us not overdo this sense gratification. Let us take whatever we need to keep body and soul together and put, invest the rest of our energy in serving Krishna with love. Bhaktya, you see. 
not just mechanically, not mechanically, but with love, that's the important thing. That loving feeling has to be there. Somebody wrote me, they said, I'm, I'm chanting, but I don't get any taste. Why am I not getting any taste? How can I get the taste? They asked me. Well, that, the, the taste is not there if we're just chanting mechanically, like a robot, you know, turn on a robot. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama. You can, have a, you can program a robot to chant Hare Krishna 24 hours a day, but there's no feeling there, it's just a machine. So we should not be like machines when we chant Hare Krishna. We have to be, a, we have to have loving feeling, you see. We have to give our love to Krishna, you see. Very important thing. We chant with feeling to show Krishna, express our love to him, you see. That's the art we have to learn. When we actually learn how to chant with love, then the magic happens, the mystical experiences happen. We actually experience transcendental love, you see. As Prabhupada one time very nicely states, he says, taste the beauty of Krishna. Have you ever heard that in the material world? Taste beauty? That's something unusual. That's pretty mystical, isn't it? We hear about tasting ice cream or you know, tasting this or that. But tasting beauty? Of course, I may think that sex life is tasting beauty, which is a very gross thing. But the, the real tasting of beauty is to relish Krishna, his form, his pastimes, his teachings, his qualities, his entourage, his paraphernalia. Everything about Krishna is simply wonderful. His flute, everything, his peacock feather, everything about Krishna is absolutely transcendental nectarianism. His lotus feet, the way he's decorated here today, here in Melbourne, the, every, every aspect the way he's so beautifully decorated, you see, all that beautiful, those necklaces, the multicolored necklaces hanging around his neck, you see. Everything about Krishna is, is unlimited divine. So we have to learn how to take this beauty of Krishna, to taste this beauty deep, 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 deep within our hearts, you see. <clears throat> take Krishna deep, 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 deep into our hearts. Because that's what will drive away all the illusion and confusion that we're experiencing now in profusion. Take that deep, deep, deep within us, you see. A nice example in this connection is Bhakti Lata Bij. The spiritual master plants that seed of devotion within our hearts. And then by chanting and hearing and serving and remembering and offering prayers and all this Navavita Bhakti, by these activities, what are we doing? We are watering the seed. And when you water the seed, the plant grows. And that plant grows and grows and grows and grows until it finally pierces through the coverings of this material existence and enters into the spiritual sky and travels all the way past the Vaikuntha planets all the way to the lotus feet of Sri Sri, Radha and Krishna. But there's one thing, my dear devotees, one thing we have to watch out for which will choke the progress of that Bhakti Lata. And that is the weeds. If you have weeds in your garden, what will it do? It will prevent the plant from growing properly. It might even kill the plant if there's enough weeds, you see. So I've been in this movement for over half a century. I've seen them come, I've seen them go. Big, big leaders, big, big GBCs, sannyasis, gurus even. I've seen them come, I've seen them go. Why? They had the weeds growing profusely within their heart and they didn't pick them out, you see. What are the weeds? The ten offenses against the holy names. 
So we have to be very careful to weed out all of these, to pluck out all these weeds, to weed the garden. Be very, very careful to avoid these ten offenses. Because when you avoid the ten offenses, these offenses make fences that prevent you from entering into the spiritual dimension. So we're very, very careful to weed out all these weeds, to get rid of all these weeds, and we keep watering the, the creeper. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Then an amazing thing will happen. We'll feel how our love for Krishna is becoming awakened, you see. We'll actually begin to feel love within our hearts, you see. <clears throat> we used to have a saying in the old days, instead of loving a dog or a cat, Love Krishna who made all of that, you see. So we love that beautiful feeling love we want to have, you see. In this material world, that love is, is, is actually, it's actually lust. It's not really love. I love you, you see. I want to infuse you to gratify my senses. I love you, you see. It's all cheating businesses. But real love begins when you come to the spiritual platform. When you understand from the bona fide spiritual master how to awaken actual feelings of love within your heart, that's when you actually can taste the ecstasy of loving relationships. And the beauty of this Krishna consciousness is you don't cut yourself off from anyone. They say, how can I live my love fully to Krishna? I got my husband, I got my kids, I got my mother, my father, my brothers, my sisters, my dog, I have so many things. How can I give all my love to Krishna? I can give him a little bit, you know. Some, to my dog, to my cat, to my wife, to the, you know, some to Krishna too. No, my dear devotee, didn't, please, don't, please try to understand. We even have one boy coming to our Bhagavatam class, <clears throat> but he said, I have to leave early because my dog is missing me. <laughs> he, did, he was all alone, just him and the dog, you see. He had to go home, and the, the dog was sitting there missing. Where's my master? Where's my master? You see. The thing is, if you actually give all of your love to Krishna, I'm saying 100%, not 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
Kodanevi was begging for calamities. Vipadash, darshanam. She was begging for calamities. May those calamities come again and again. So that, so that I can see you again and again. And by seeing you, I will no longer see the repetition of birth and death. But I'm so lucky I get so many calamities even not begging for them. <laughs> but if we understand this properly, there's not such thing as a calamity. You see. Act calamities do not exist from one who's come to the transcendental platform. He sees everything as a blessing. Everything is a blessing, is it? So we have to train ourselves when the calamities come. And oh no, just like today, I was trying. I was writing a. Uh, an, I'm writing an email to um, an office of the U.S. government. On, they have an office called Religious Freedom Office in, in Washington. I was writing them a letter to tell them to offer them. I can counsel them on how we can solve all these religious problems, like in, between Israel and Gaza, Israel and the Jews and the Muslims. I was offering to meet with them to tell them how we could actually solve these problems. I had the email all written, but then boom, it got deleted. And I went, oh no. I spent a half an hour writing this nice email to the U.S. government and boom, it was finished. I got so devastated. I thought, wait a minute. <clears throat> this is Krishna's mercy. Don't get disturbed, Sankarshan Das. <clears throat> this is somehow Krishna's mercy that it got deleted. So I did all this stuff and I was able to find it again. I made a lot of different things, and I, boom, I found it again. Then I realized there was a lot of mistakes in that email. <laughs> and I corrected them, and then I said, <laughs> so we should not be bewildered by when things go wrong. It's apparently wrong. When things go wrong, there's a purpose behind that, you see. So let's take everything wrong as a blessing. It's easy to say, not so easy to do. But we have to train ourselves to take everything that comes as the blessing of Krishna and see how we can learn from it, how to improve my attitude and my service. So anyway, are there any questions? <clears throat> we usually end at nine. Is that the cutoff time, usually nine o'clock? Okay, we have three minutes left. Well, we may, looks like we're going to end three minutes early today. Uh, Hare Krishna, Sankarshan Prabhu. Thanks for the class. Um, in the verse, it mentions that those who are self-realized don't study the Vedas. Right? They hardly bother with Vedic study. Yes, which is interesting because we always encourage devotees read Prabhupada's books right? as an essential um, aid, support to removing anatas, especially. So how do we how do we how do we balance, it? Do we balance that out? Because yeah, here it say don't excellent. study, but we say always study. Excellent <laughs> question. Uh, we hardly bother with Vedic study engage themselves in practical devotional service. Well, Prabhupada has given us one, one item of practical devotional service to study the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charamita. So there's a balance right there. Prabhupada said, this is your duty. You should study even when the, <coughs> even when the Nectar Devotion was first printed in Los Angeles. Prabhupada said, now every devotee must read it three times. <coughs> so that's practical service. So the thing is, we study and insofar as the spiritual masters ordered us to study and not beyond them, you see. 
well, I can't do any service, I'm just going to study. Uh, don't you realize I'm a great pundit, I will study all day. Well, Prabhu, we need somebody to clean the temple. room. Well, I'm, I'm a study, I'm studying. You see what I'm saying? So we have practical, practical devotional service and studying is one of the items, but it's not the only thing, it's a balance. There's the answer. It says here that you shouldn't be so much into study, go and do some service. But we sh actually we should be very learned in Prabhupada's books and saying I'm very expert in service, both things. Yeah. Balanced. Yeah, but we should be very learned. The more we become learned in, in Prabhupada's books, the more it empowers us in preaching along with the practical service attitude at the same time. Both things are there. Yeah. And, and I guess the other uh, factor is that we study the Bhakti Shastri as opposed to just a broad study of the, of the Vedas. That's right. That's right. We don't study and come up with some impersonal understanding. Mm -hmm. um, no, we study the essence of Vedic wisdom. Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavati, Bhagavad Gita. We study the essence. We don't get all these corollary, you know, the demigods and all these speculations, Mayavadi, philotic things. That's right. We take the pure essence of Vedic study. It's now concentrated in a, in a uh, encapsulated form, you see. It's all here in a very encapsulated, concentrated way. If we take these books of Prabhupada, actually we should dive very, very deeply. Why did Prabhupada give all these lectures? You see? He gave regularly lecturing every day. There's hundreds and hundreds of lectures. Prabhupada's lecturing on this knowledge. So the knowledge is very important, you see. Know who you are and be who you are. You have to have a proper, we require a proper philosophical understanding so we can know in what mood we should do the service also. Well, that's it. We have about five seconds left and we're going to be right on time today. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.